Welcome to the Below the Line podcast. My name is David Duggan, and I am one of the members of a team made up of experts from the worlds of business, elite sport, adventure, health, and well-being. We are coaches, mentors, and advisors to some of the world's biggest companies and organizations, as well as smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, and people looking to make their mark in the world. Whether it's leadership, business, coaching, health, or just life in general, we're really talking about performance, our ability to show up as brilliantly as possible into all of these situations for ourselves and those around us. Each week, I sit down with a member of our team to discuss a performance-related topic connected to their area of expertise. We keep it short and sweet so that you can extract all the good stuff and get on with the rest of your day, and hopefully put some of our knowledge, experience and expertise into play for yourself. During this time of change and transition that we find ourselves in, how can leaders show the way forward in their businesses and to their people? One such way is by working with the power of stories to create compelling pictures for people about the future. I asked my colleague Peter Moen, our resident story coach here in Below the Line, how this works and what advice he would give to leaders on how they can begin to tap into the power of stories. Please subscribe at www.belowtheline.ie where you can stay up to date with our podcast as well as our exclusive online events and sessions including our latest story coaching program which kicks off virtually on Monday the 15th of November. Find out more by visiting www.belowtheline.ie forward slash story. Thanks for listening and see you next week. about this particular topic because like our our last um kind of conversation that i had with dave gribben which was about this idea of moving from a kind of a lockdown type of situation to a more living with covid type of situation that we're in now um it seems to me that you know leaders have an opportunity and also i suppose there's an onus on them to be kind of trying to create the future um and to trying to lead the way for themselves and 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 the, the people that they're that they're leading in their organizations so I wanted to ask you just a couple of questions around how leaders could be working with the power of a story in this present moment and maybe that's a good question to, to kick us off yeah well I I think leaders could be working with story in a number of different ways David and they're very simple and I say that because sometimes when people start thinking about story or they put the word storytelling out there they get a bit daunted by it But when I say simple ways, I'm thinking, for example, there's a great Harvard Business Review quote, to involve people at the deepest level, we need stories. And most leaders want their people engaged. They want them motivated. So Harvard are telling us from their research that one way of helping that happen is tap into stories. So another thing is for leaders, they may feel the pressure is on them to suddenly become a great storyteller but we're all natural storytellers. And so one simple way that leaders can work with story, for example, in their own teams, is they can invite members of the team to share short stories of experiences they have had where they've dealt with a challenge in their life or the challenge in their career and something they learned from it. And people will readily warm to a task like that, maybe split them up into pairs and chat among themselves as opposed to feeling you have to address the whole team. And then you can build it up and people might then share some stories with the full team. But generally, when people get opportunities like that, they get more engaged. You can see the animation in their faces. And then the next question is, 
is there anything from those experiences that might be helpful to the challenges we're facing right now? And now you've tapped into the resources in the team and you've done it just by tapping into stories, memories, experiences that people have had. So that's one simple way that leaders can tap into a story and it takes the pressure off them. It's about drawing in the resources of the people in the team or the organization. So that would be one answer to the question, David. And in terms of even before that step, it's almost to me, there's something around leaders for leaders, for anyone really, but leaders in particular, recognizing the power of story, which is past experiences or past, um, I suppose, times when they experience challenge or difficulty. And it's about kind of drawing from that well in order to um, project more positively into the future. What would your take be on that? Well, and there's a, for those who, who are anyway familiar with the world of story, there's a name that's well known, which is that of Joseph Campbell. And he has a quote that I love, where you stumble, there your treasure lies. So for any of us, if we look into an experience we've had where we maybe struggled, maybe we saw it at the time as a setback, usually when we look at it a bit more, we'll find there was a lesson in it. Maybe it was a turning point. Maybe we look back at it now and we more see it almost as if it happened for us rather than to us. So any of us can do that. So for leaders, they might be able to share a story which might be partially known, for example, by their colleagues. But if they then give the missing bit, which is what's the internal process they went through and what did they learn from the experience and how were they the better for it? There's no grandstanding in that, but other people then, usually a story like that will resonate and other people will see a bit of themselves in the story that they've just heard. So leaders can do that. And in doing that, they bring a bit more of their own human journey or the humanity. Our colleague, Jerry Hussey talks about humanity being irresistible. So now there's another, there's another force at work among the group or the team. And that's because the leader chose to show a bit more of themselves through their story. And in doing so, gave a bit more of their internal process. And this is particularly powerful for leaders who may seem really confident. They may seem like they've always got their stuff together. And then you hear through a story, no, there was a moment of uncertainty. There was a moment of learning that helped them become the man or woman that you see today as a leader. And others can start thinking, wow, I could have those kind of learning steps as well. So again, if we go back to the Harvard line, if you want to involve people at the deepest level, you need stories. This is another example of how that happens. And in terms of the idea of, say, creating the story of the next phase for ourselves and our organization, what can story and working with the power of story teach us about that? Well, there's a, there's a classic story structure that can be helpful, David, uh, which you and me have talked about in the past, the hero's journey. And it's, it features in movies, it features in novels. We just might know all the stages. But one of them is the idea of the call to adventure. Or sometimes in more business contexts, it's called the call to action. So what I have done with teams in the past when I've worked in organizations is I've possibly used movie scenes to help bring those stages to life and then just pose questions to the, to the team. So what's the call to action for this organization? What is the reward or the goal that you're looking to move to? What might be some of the challenges along the way? 
An interesting stage in the hero's journey is the refusal of the call. So what might prompt you to think of giving up or just think of this not really being a good idea? And how could you address that? So there's, the world of story can actually give us a way of navigating when we start to think of where do we want to go in the future? So using those stages, David, would be a way and literally using the power of story. Uh, people, I remember one group that I worked with and I showed a movie scene and that when the scene finished, the, I was ready with the questions and they said, is this near the end of the movie? And I said, yeah, well, you can't leave us there. You have to let us see the end of the movie and then we'll do the questions. But that for me was a sign of how engaged people were. And then they got on after seeing the last few minutes of the movie, they then grappled with the questions. But now new possibilities have been opened up, which is, of course, what any organization wants if they start to plan for the future. So the power of story, possibly combined with movie scenes or, or other means, powerful quotes, can, can open things up for a, for a team that's strategizing. And on that, um, you know, one of the themes I'm sure you're coming across, I am, uh, all of us in Below the Line, is the challenge now for people to uh, deal with the hybrid working environment. Um, how would story potentially be of value here to an organization that's looking to kind of grapple with that question for themselves? Yeah, it, it, it connects back to something we touched on a little earlier, David. So earlier on, I was mentioning that in a team, you could just ask people to share stories of maybe where they encountered a challenge and something they learned from it. That question could be repositioned specifically in COVID to invite people to share some short stories of how they've handled COVID, how they've handled working from home, what have been the biggest challenges, what are some of the things that they've found have worked, and hear people's stories. And if you're working across a team, the chances are that some members of the team will have found things that worked well and are happy to share them. And other members of the team might come away thinking, I could try that. That could apply to me. So again, I think one of the challenges with story is the danger that it gets put into being something big and therefore inaccessible. We're telling stories every day. We just don't put a big badge on it. So it's really just to play into that, David hear what has worked for people during COVID. What have you found is the biggest challenge? And maybe throw it out to a team then. If one person says, well, I found this really difficult, throw it out to the team. Has anybody else found that? And if so, have you found a way of handling it? And maybe a peer then says, well, actually, yeah, I was really struggling with that in the early part of COVID. This is where I got to. Might that be helpful? So they're really simple ways of tapping into story and the experiences of the people in the team. It does not all rest with the leader to magically rescue everybody because that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, as, as I was listening to you speak, uh, I was thinking of the, and we've mentioned it, it's come up on some of our sessions, say press pause and things like that over the last year. But, um, you know, the Brené Brown special on Netflix where she talks about, gives the example of the story that's playing in her head and using that as a really simple tool to allow someone to express, here's my experience of what's going on right now. And this is just the story that's playing out in my head as a way of um, kind of just not having as much charge to that for someone, for the receiver. And I think that's potentially a, a useful technique that people could be employing as they try to figure out the next steps for themselves, their organization, their team, etc. I absolutely agree with you. And I smile as I say that, David. <clears throat> 
because that Pernay Brown question is one that myself and my wife have used. So sometimes if there's an issue coming up and one of us is getting a bit agitated about it, the other one might just ask, what's the story you're writing right now? And it brings the brain to a different place. You have to start thinking. And um, if, you, if, if you reflect on it, if you're, if you're looking at, say, a business situation or situation in a team, at the most simple level, any story is made up of two things. It's made up of facts and narrative. And I would sometimes say with people I'm working with, if we take that lens, if the facts are unarguable, concrete details, where do you have the choice in your stories? And they'll start smilingly acknowledging it's in the narrative. The narrative is made up of our assumptions, our beliefs, our biases, our conditioning, our habits. So once they see that, they realize they have a choice. It's now possible to reframe the narrative for the same set of facts. And this is where, going back to your earlier question, if you're doing this in a team setting, different members of the team facing very similar facts will have different experiences. So why is that? There's a different narrative playing out. They're working off different assumptions, beliefs, biases. So maybe there's learning potential around that across the team. And everybody gets a chance then to raise their game and maybe their mental well-being benefits as a result. It seems to me like that idea of what's the story that's playing out in each member of the team's head about where they're at right now or what is ahead of them could be a really effective way to get the team um, reconnected and kind of gathered around a, a simple kind of collective narrative or, or version of what we want to happen uh, or what we hope the future will, will hold for us over the next couple of months. Yeah, and uh, building on what you've just said, David, and going back to something earlier in our conversation today, if you take the scene where maybe a team were reconvening physically for the first time, the story idea that we had earlier on, it could be that people have just got into pairs or trios to share. What are the stories you're telling yourselves right now about coming back into the office? And then a subsequent question would be, is that story serving you? Or is it limiting you? and get people reflecting and just see what comes out of those conversations. And maybe a subsequent point would be for the story that you're carrying now, would you like that to be different? If so, how? And start tapping into the resources of the team members to help that reframe happen. There's, there's such resource among human beings and it's just a matter of finding ways of unlocking it that are accessible don't seem so daunting and story is one of the most natural ways we have i also think as well listening to you, um, that example you know there's something there also for teams and organizations around writing the story of the rest of 2021 or writing the story of the next six months and getting again um kind of galvanized around that compelling collective vision for each other what would your thoughts be on that yeah, I'd say writing it can be can be good. And um, sometimes then what can get stuck with writing is you might have an odd perfectionist might come into the frame. People like myself, for example, you could get stuck in that. So the other the other slant on that is the old the old one liner that a picture paints a thousand words. So sometimes it's about getting people envisioning. So that might be some sort of a picture mock up of something that represents 
how they want to be by the end of 2021 or how they want to be halfway through 2022. And then having check-ins in the team as to if we can capture that as a symbol or an image, how are we doing? So it keeps reminding people that's where we're striving towards. So let's just do a process check, a progress check. How are we getting on? What's working well? Does anything need to change? Again, really simple questions. And if there are uh, on the progress side, there's value in sharing success stories and then looking to unpack what is it that enabled those successes of that progress to happen? Can we create more of that? Which is the whole mindset of a, of an appreciate of a facilitation approach called appreciative inquiry. You focus on what's working and you try and grow it. I think you've answered kind of my last question as well, which is, um, what's your advice for any leader or anybody looking to work with story right now? It seems to me the best place for them to start is what's the story I'm telling myself right now? And is it serving me or is it limiting me? Would that be your take? Yeah, I think I think they're great questions to ask. And what I'd add would be that if a leader is looking for a simple, almost structure, a formula to, to think of, if they're either working with a personal story or a business story, if it's a business story, they could ask themselves, what's the challenge? If it's something that's already happened, secondly, how was it resolved? And thirdly, what's the message I want to leave people with? So it's challenge, resolution, message. If it's a personal story, they could ask themselves again, three things, context. What was the situation, which might include some level of challenge? What's the story of what happened, the second bit? And what's the reflection I'd like to share with people in terms of my insights or how maybe I was changed? So two, three part structures to think about story in both business settings and personal settings. Brilliant. Thanks a million, Pete. We'll leave it there. Thanks for uh, sharing all that. That's great.